welcome to the Healing for the Heart podcast, people just like us. We are really glad that you have been able to join us today. Um, today I've got Vicky with me. Vicky is one of our staff members here and Vicky works in community development. So some of you watching or listening to this will have already encountered Vicky out and about in local communities uh, doing the stuff that she loves to do. We obviously talk lots here about mental health and about well-being and Vicky and I were having a chat just the other week about some stuff that, that she was talking about, stuff, some stuff that's been going on with her and we decided that it actually might be really helpful for some of you who are watching and listening to just hear about a very practical way that somebody's working with the stuff that we're actually teaching. At Healing for the Heart here, we really do believe that we have to live the stuff. So we don't just say it, we don't just um, give it as good advice, but we actually try really hard to live it ourselves. Uh, and so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. I'm really grateful to Vicky for being willing to do this because actually it, it's a really vulnerable place to put yourself. Um, so I'm really grateful to Vicky for being willing to share. And I hope and we hope that somebody out there hearing Vicky's story and what's going on with her or what's been going on with her, that it'll actually give you confidence and courage to keep pushing through to do the things that you know that are really good for you. So Vicky, why don't you tell us a wee bit about what's been going on with you? So um, <clears throat> thanks for having me first of all, it is, it's lovely to be here. Um, and I think you're saying about being vulnerable but the first thing I really want to say is that I've really really learned the strength and vulnerability so mm. I find that um, that one of the biggest things that I've learned um, is an ability to, to practice humility and not have to wear a mask and just tell people the truth uh, people respond to that you know um, they really do it, it enables me to um, gain support um, and it gives other people the opportunity to support me as well and of, 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 always I find that honesty breeds honesty so that's mm -hmm. why I'm, I'm quite happy to speak about where I've been quite recently um, do you know I just took a mental health dip uh, that's the truth I just took a mental health dip it very much started with um, a death in my family so it was a really really um, fond auntie of mine um, who I had a lot of childhood memories with who is one of these aunties that wasn't blood related, but it was mm -hmm. my mum's best, best friend all the way from primary school. Mm -hmm. So she had been in my life and my mum's life for 70 something years. Um, and it was just a shock. Do you know, it was a shock, it was cancer, it was sudden. Um, it was very, very sad. So what happened was I watched my mum in grief um, and I went and, and we went to the funeral together. Uh, and I actually saw my mum's frailty that day, my mum's 79, um, and she was obviously really, really conscious of her mortality. Mm -hmm. um, so I was looking at her frailty, I was looking at her fear, um, and I believe really what happened was uh, I began to project into the future about losing my mum, who's alive and well. Um, and that that's really what triggered me, you know, and it yeah. really, really did trigger me. Um, and, and, I'll, and I'll talk about that. Uh, so I think I started to taste a tiny little bit of the grief that I know I will feel when yeah. my beloved mum passes, but I really think I started to feed it um, unknowingly. Do you know, I, I, I didn't mean to do that. Um, I had been probably leading up to that quite busy um, with a beautiful life that I've built up. Um, you know, and I'm in recovery and I'm four years in recovery and I really have put together a wonderful life. Uh, but it is real and I do spin yeah. a lot of plates 
and quite suddenly when I was in this emotionally broken, fearful feeling place, um, the stuff that I love and that I've taken on suddenly all just looked like chores, responsibility, stress, anxiety. um, And I think the scariest thing for me now that I'm coming, I'm coming out, you know, slowly is looking back and realising the perspective shift that I had. But um, you felt quite unwell during that yeah. as well. Physically, you yeah. felt quite unwell too. You were yeah. really tired. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I'm a great believer. Uh, you know, we know at Healing for the Heart, we work with holistic well-being, that we're, we're mind, body and spirit as human beings. And I think I have probably um, not been sleeping properly. Do you know, with the, with the fast head and the over-analysis, I've not been sleeping that great probably been sitting up watching nonsense too late at night as well um and then my eating's probably been a little bit different you know because that is one of the quite destructive behaviors that i can use to self-soothe that is one of one of the things mm. that i'll go to um so probably not eating as healthy uh and probably just not caring for myself as well but absolutely the stuff that i've learned um especially in the resiliency model I, th- I believe I've got stuck in that low zone. Um, I really just wanted to shut the world out and stay in my bed, you know. Mm. And I, and as I say, I've built up this beautiful life. I wasn't able to do that, so I was trying to push my myself, push myself, push myself, uh, you know, to to live up to my own expectations, yep. which are horrifically high at times like that. Um, you know that that perfectionist voice was really, really quite loud um, and quite painful. Do you know that critical, you're not doing anything properly, um, you're letting everybody down, uh, you're failing at your work, you're failing as a mother, you're failing as a daughter. All of that horrific um, inner dialogue was going on. Um, And and of course, yeah, a big spiral. And of course, I started to trail my feet. I believe a lot of that's to do with the resiliency zone stuff. I was out my resiliency zone, I locked into low zone. So that's no energy, um, negative thinking, not wanting to face the world and and really fearful, anxious and fearful, which for those of you that know me, um, you know, and a lot of people do know me, um, that's out of character for me. That's not that's not who I am at all when I'm in a good place. Yeah. So, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. And there's there was some we talked about this as well. There was some bouncing around in that as Mm. well, wasn't there? Because we talked about a meeting that we'd both Mm -hmm. been in where I'd said something and you're just like right, you know, you were right up into the high zone then, right? Well let's just have this out here kind of thing. Yeah, so you know, I'm more than happy to speak about that. Uh, really, really lucky um where I work, where we work, really blessed in that. Uh, I believe I was hypersensitive. Mm -hmm. Um really quite emotionally raw and uh, yeah we went into a, a support and supervision meeting and Shona gave me the option she could see that I'd been crying physically she could see and I had been crying um, and she said Vicky you look like you could do but going home and that inner perfectionist said no you're out of the loop you need to stay um, you know like break yourself to try and do the right thing mm. um, and there's unhealed stuff going on there. The part of me that tries to justify my existence, yeah. the low self-worth in me yeah. that feels like you're doing me a favour, giving yeah. me a job, even though that is not the truth, you know, um, starting to believe that stuff. Yeah. So uh, we spoke about this the other day. So Shona said, um, you know, to, to do with the department I work in, I'm going to be brutally honest. And the word brutal literally put the hairs up on the back of my neck. 
So I'm hypersensitive. I'm feeling like I'm justifying my existence. And that word brutal yeah. put me into fight or flight. Yeah. Absolutely high zone stuff. Um, and I won't repeat what came out of my mouth. But it wasn't language conducive with the <laughs> a, a support and supervision with the with the CEO of your organisation. But, but also, so I'm in the midst of that meeting and I don't know any of this. So like I'm like, I'm just really confused now. I don't know what's going on here. Um, and that that's what happens with this stuff, isn't I, it? When we get I, locked in that low zone mm-hmm. or locked in the high zone, mm-hmm. not only does it impact us, it actually can then impact of other course. people around about us. And I think there's almost some... Uh, there's some kind of unhealed wee part that's that's going just notice me just notice how much i'm struggling yeah. but i'm doing it in a destructive way do you know there's almost mm. that going on as well yeah uh, maybe negative attention is better than no attention yeah. um maybe if i cause it somebody will notice how much pain i'm in do you know but yeah. that's that's definitely um unhealed stuff and that is the stuff that I've got the absolute privilege to be working on with a healing for the heart counsellor, you know, because I work here, yeah. I have access to that stuff. Yeah. And the self-awareness that I've got um, is, is a, it's, you know, that is um, absolutely down to what I've learned here in the work that I've done on myself. Otherwise, I would just uh, not recognise different parts of me. I wouldn't recognise yeah. my own resiliency zone yeah. when I'm high, when I'm low. I just wouldn't know any of that stuff, you know, and I'd be stumbling around my life causing real trouble and for so myself you, so you did recognize that but that wasn't like a and you know it wasn't immediate so it wasn't as soon as you started to feel that that you necessarily no. recognized it because you talked already about those coping mechanisms mm-hmm. that you tried so mm-hmm. you talked about eating mm-hmm. um and, and other coping mechanisms that are there for you that mm-hmm. are perhaps not healthy mm-hmm. and it's not till you get in the midst of those that your other thoughts get in the midst of those that you start to think oh well wait a minute here there's mm-hmm. got to be another way to do this mm-hmm. And of course, I'm speaking with hindsight now. Do you know, right. of course, I've, I've I've had three or four weeks to come back to myself yeah. um, on self care. I, I think that's really important to say, though, and like so that folks hear that. Yep. So often when we talk about stuff, I, I talk I've talked to people before about how we have a public vulnerability. So often those of us who do any kind of public speaking will talk about stuff that sounds quite vulnerable, but in actual fact we've dealt with it years ago we're well through it we're well you know we've sorted it out and it sounds vulnerable but it doesn't feel hugely vulnerable because in actual fact we've sorted it all out mm-hmm. but it's probably really important to say that we're not talking about something that happened to you like three years no, ago no, this is now this is like this in the last now. two weeks yeah, that, no, so, no. so this yep. is that and that's where the vulnerability comes in in the midst of that isn't it yeah definitely um so i can feel myself beginning to come out of it but but i'm still i'm still well aware that's been a really really tricky time and you know i'm dead open about what those unhealthy coping strategies can be for me Uh, i have suffered eating disorder in my life and that stuff i was really really battling that it came a lot closer I'm an addict in recovery. Do you know I'm four years clean um, from from addiction, from heroin addiction, and that stuff starts to come closer uh, and look like that maybe wouldn't be such a big deal. Do you know that would maybe be quite an attractive option. I just need to change the way that I feel and the way that I'm thinking. Uh, but like I say, having the self awareness, you know, having enough about me to yeah. be able to say, "Whoa, this is a this is actually a really bad place. This is not just anxiety and stress." Um, 
this is some kind of emotional break, do you know? But it's um, almost like sitting then, so it's like the red pill or the blue pill or mm-hmm. the matrix thing or the green pill, whatever colour the I pill I don't was, take pills, Shona. But the man in the matrix did. Uh, and that whole idea of which path do you go on, if you mm-hmm. like, then. So you're sitting with choices. Mm-hmm. So I can choose these things. And in actual fact, you know, using whatever or, or alcohol or anything mm-hmm. else, we'll do it. We'll mm-hmm. actually, we'll actually, we'll actually um, medicate some of those Short difficult term. feelings. Short term. Or you can choose to do something else. So you're sitting with two sets mm-hmm. of choices, mm-hmm. and obviously in that moment, the choice that you made was, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to scupper this because mm-hmm. in actual fact, four years is a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, to be clean, I'm not going to give it all mm-hmm. up just, just for this. And so you choose something else. But I think also, it's not just the choice you make; it's the people that are around about you as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and the people were my saving grace, yeah. really. Uh, do you know my friends? my fellowship, uh, my staff, my, st- my staff members, my colleagues here, because actually I do have healthy coping strategies in my life, but none of them were working. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm big on uh, meditation, I'm big on my creative writing that I do here, uh, I'm big on reading um, literature that I love, I'm big on quite a lot of things that I did yep. not have the attention span for. Yeah. I couldn't even, you know, there was a few nights where I chose a really nice film that I fancied on Netflix and I couldn't sit, I couldn't sit with myself. So my people were my saving grace. Uh, and I was saying to you earlier, even though some of the things I loved weren't working, there was a real feeling of empowerment and mm. having tools at my disposal. Yeah. So, uh, there was a real feeling of proactivity is the word I want to use. Um, I'm not just going to lie down to this. I am not just going to fall between the cracks here. Uh, I'm going to work the stuff. What I'm trying to say was I wasn't getting instant relief from things, um, yeah. but I still knew that if I kept doing the right stuff and not the wrong stuff, uh, not the, the destructive stuff, that there would be a breakthrough. And that's kind of the way it's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, the resiliency tools. I really, really, really uh, feel that that resiliency models changed my own life. Um, but I like I like the grounding tool that we've learned. It's three and a half minutes. It's really, really powerful. I was getting relief for the three and a half minutes as soon as I was putting the tool down, and yeah. dra- my shoulders were just going back up again. Do you know my yeah. my muscles were contracting again. Uh, my head was going fast again. So some things were giving me relief for a short time um, yeah. and some things I just couldn't do. I didn't. Yeah. I, I felt a bit like a, a goldfish, the attention span of a goldfish. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't do stuff, so my people but I'm guessing, me. I'm guessing, though, as you did those things, so, like, it might be three minutes relief you got, you know, for the first couple of days, but then after you started doing that often, maybe you got five minutes relief and then maybe you mm-hmm. got half an hour's relief and, then, and it, so it gradually builds up. It's almost like your nervous system learns, oh, aye, that's what it's like, that's what it's like to be calm mm-hmm. and it's okay to be calm mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I think what you're saying, though, about the people around about you is, is really, really important as well. I guess we'd, we'd want folks to hear that as well, that mm-hmm. the people and the positive influences that you have in your life mm-hmm. that are around about you that are saying, no, we believe in you you can do this mm-hmm. you totally can do this what is it you need what do you need from us mm-hmm. what do you need from your work what do you need in order to help you move through this and actually you've done that you've moved through it yeah. I know that it's not all perfect because it's not all perfect for any of us and um, we're all works in progress but actually you have moved through it tremendously mm-hmm. yeah yeah I have um that is that's a handful of people uh, in my life, a good handful of people, um, as I say, in, in varying places, 
who I do not have to wear any masks with. Do you know, these yeah. are the people that I trust and that I yeah. let see me. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was a big thing. Yeah. That was a big thing yeah. in early recovery to actually let people see me. But I do have 10 or 12 people like that in my life. Um, as I say, you know, between, between work and other places, other yeah. fellowships and families and my church family as well, uh, who, who I have let in. And they can spot a change in my behaviour, you know, because I am usually quite an outgoing bubbly, uh, gregarious kind of person and yeah. I'm dead resilient usually and I think when when I start being fearful, moaning about things doing things grudgingly that I normally love, people straight away are like, Vicky's not herself do you know? and see when that's consistently for days I mean you said to me in that support and supervision, Vicky you can go home uh, and that was, that, was, that was my stuff that I didn't want to go home, I didn't want to admit defeat, yeah. I didn't want to look like a failure because that's the stuff my head was telling me at the time. Yeah. Um, so there's learning in it as well is what I'm trying to say. You know, I haven't, uh, I haven't navigated it perfectly. I've made some mistakes. Uh, I've got some very, some very graceful people around me that care for me, that allow me to make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and so why is it that that any kind of poor mental health or being in a poor place with your mental health why is it that we don't allow ourselves to make mistakes? Because actually the expectations on me were my own. Do you know they were my own? They weren't anybody else's. Yeah. Uh, so there was a big, there's a big learning curve in that for me as well. Yeah, but it's also that thing of of it being okay not to be okay. Yeah, definitely. It? So if I, I'm guessing, like, if there's folk watching this that are finding themselves in a place that that you find yourself in, where they're stuck in the low zone or they're stuck in the high zone, or they're thinking about using, um. Uh, strategies that are not the best, not they're not the safest, not mm-hmm. the way, the best for themselves, in order to medicate some of the the, mo- the emotions that are there. What would you say to them? What have you got anything that you would want to leave them with, as far as this this podcast is concerned? I think it's got to be humility. Like that's the that's the key word that I'm going to use, humility, because in that um, I was able eventually to tell people, to show people, um, sometimes not in healthy ways, but I was still able to show people where I was at and you know yesterday I sat with a friend and opened the pile of mail which was like this from the last three or four weeks because I've not been opening my mail Mm. always a danger sign for me now listen as a 50 year old woman that that can feel a bit strange having to have support to actually go through my mail um but I need to get past that you know I need to practice humility and say to our close friend I haven't been opening my mail and I'm scared to open it now do you know uh, there's bills in there there's NHS appointments in there there's TV license in there there's all sorts of stuff in there and I've got fear to open it do you know and see just to sit with a friend and we made it into a fun do you know it was fun yeah. because we were just throwing things away don't worry about that but this is a to do this is a to do and she helped me make a yeah. to do list yeah. uh, so that was dead proactive, but it took a bit of humility, you know, um, and so did saying sorry at work when you <laughs> used language you're not meant to, and, and, and you know, so I think um, vulnerability, humility, that's the two words I want to, I want to use, um, yeah. that's what's helped me get yeah. through. And I suppose I hear in that, that encouragement to other folks if they're watching this and they are struggling to reach out for support to reach mm-hmm. out for help mm-hmm. you know healing for the heart's not a crisis service um, but there are other really good services out there we'll put the link to those um, in the wee uh, blurb at the bottom of wherever you're watching this we'll put the link on for the Samaritans or for breathing space or whatever and if you're mm-hmm. struggling then please do reach
reach out. These organisations are incredibly skilled um, in terms of crisis, um, of responding to crisis. Um, if you're not in crisis, but actually you're thinking, you know, some of this stuff resounds with me. Mm. I really want to look at it. And you're thinking, what on earth are these resiliency skills? Then get in touch with us and we'll put you, um, we'll get you into the right group in the right place mm -hmm. and point you to the right direction in the community where you'll find Vicky or Donna who are teaching some of this within community settings. Um, if actually you want one-to-one -one work because you recognise there's some stuff there like uh, Vicky's already said about accessing counselling. If you're looking for counselling or you're looking for inner healing, then do get in touch with us. And again, we'll put you in touch with the right place in the organisation. Mm -hmm. um, we do have waiting lists for most of these things, but in actual fact, it's the first step that you take towards your own wellbeing. It's about your journey. Your journey is unique. And in actual fact, uh, your journey is, is leading to somewhere that perhaps nowhere, nobody else is going because in actual fact, it's your unique yeah. A path for yourself. That's really what Vicky has been mm -hmm. talking about this afternoon. It's about not apologising for who you are, but actually being able to say, this is who I am, this is what I'm struggling with, and actually I need a bit of help at the moment. And Yeah, and this is where I'm at. Yeah, totally. So sometimes this is not who I am, but it's yep. where I'm at. Yep. Do you know, I think that's quite important as well. I think, that, I think you're absolutely right there, because we can we can blend the two, can't yep. we? That just because I'm in this place just now, this defines who yeah. I am. But and it actually doesn't. it doesn't, because there's much more to you than the struggle with this that, or yeah, the next yeah, thing, course. you know. That's just the thing that's happening um, at the time. Mm -hmm. Do you want to have the last word? Um... <laughs> I just think I just think I, I really believe that we're all uh, that I really believe that we're all travellers, you know, travellers through life and there are different different seasons and there is different terrain. So I actually think that's really important that where I'm at doesn't define who I am. Um and that having the people around about me that know who I am, you know, my my, my spirit, my soul, my, my heart, my mind, people that really know me intimately can see a spot a spot a spot a change in my behaviour, you know. That's my fellow travellers and that's really, really important. It's brilliant. And actually for us, for me as a fellow traveller in this, then we are cheering you on. Thank you so Thank much you, for Shona. being so vulnerable in the midst of this and so honest in it. Um, we are just going to leave it there because there really is nothing else uh, to be said. Uh, thank you for watching or for listening to this podcast and we'll see you again on the next episode.